BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Marcus Parks, and then I am Ben Kissel, and we're joined by a very special guest, a uh, virgin to the podcast of Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Yes. Micah Fox. Hi. Micah Fox. And Micah Fox hosts a great show on uh, this Keith and the Girl, uh, the podcast station. Yeah. The Keith and the Girl podcast station, and the name of Micah Fox's show is Micah Fox and Friends. Yeah, just like uh, like, like Fox and Friends, but Micah Fox and Friends. Micah Fox and Friends. That's right. So uh, that's exciting. Uh-huh. My it's a little, good name, I think. It's a great name. Huh. It's a clever name. Thank you so much you know, for saying that. You, you got friends, and your name is Micah Fox. It's a brilliant name. Thank you. Marcus, my little brother, wants to get into acting. Really? Yeah. Of him of Roostergate fame. Yeah, Roostergate fame, little brother Mikey. Uh, he sent me a text looking for an agent, and, uh, you know... <laughs> He wants to get. He's doing explain, it. Explain to Micah very quickly what. Very, give her the cliff notes on Roostergate. Well, I'm I'm walking down the street. I get a phone call from my little brother. He's uh, in hysterics. He's panicked. I forget the. I believe it was fifteen dollars or twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. He says, Ben, I need twelve dollars. You got to send me twelve dollars immediately. I lost my friend's rooster, and uh, <laughs> so I was like, All right, that's pretty insane. How do you lose a rooster? You know, we went into uh, the details of that. That sounds like the title of a children's book. Yeah, I lost my friend's rooster. I yeah. need twelve bucks. Right. And uh, so you better call your older brother. And long story short, I mailed him the $12, which he ended up spending on cigarettes because, of course, the rooster came home. Yeah. So that's it. So I basically just gave him a pack of smokes. And uh, that's Roostergate in a nutshell. Got it. Okay. And now he wants to be an actor. So, uh, and he's going to be, you know, because he, I was talking to him. I was just talking to him before the show. And he said uh, he got an agent without my help. Oh. <laughs> and this is true. He went to Hollywood.com. Apparently, it's a website, Hollywood.com. <laughs> And uh, I can't believe I didn't start there. Yeah. And so he swears uh, now that he is in the business, he sent them a headshot and a resume and uh, he's going to be massive. He's going to be a superstar. He said if he auditions for HBO, apparently he's he firmly believes HBO is in desperate need of him. And I believe him. I think HBO, a a fuck Boardwalk Empire, the Michael, the Michael show. I mean, that'll be huge. What's his, what's his type? Give, you know, like what's his, what, like in a character breakdown for sides, like what are they, what is he going in for? You know, he wants me to say romantic lead, Um, but I'm not, the guy, uh, gas station attendant, right? you know, something like that. Like the Uh guy, like in every, any horror movie, the guy that you first run into in the small (laughs) town, we're like. Uh, this place is going to be weird. We're probably going to end up in a basement tied to a radiator, being murdered by a man who will eventually wear our face for his face. Uh, that's the sort of type that Michael would be playing. Keeps a sandwich in a baby carriage, that kind of thing. Yeah, guy. and he pushes the baby <laughs> carriage all around town. Right. 
puts a sandwich in a baby carriage is the perfect. Yeah, that's the, that's the character breakdown. Got it. But he's going to get work, and he's going to have more money than me. That is my number one fear, by the way. That and he's going to do better? And he will. You know, because it's just the blind ignorance to how difficult life is. Oh, hey, man. And didn't that girl you went to college with or grew up with, wasn't she in the Dahmer Files? That's right. Lacey. I mean, she was in the Jeffrey Dahmer Files. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on a, a movie or a documentary on Netflix right now. I failed miserably. And she didn't even get into acting. She just ran a clothing store. Lacey. Beautiful Lacey. Lacey has a clothing store? Lacey has a clothing Did store in Milwaukee. Did she have a choice? Well, no, I think they just wanted a location to shoot, and she probably allowed them to shoot for free for in the uh, for the Jeffrey Dahmer Files. There's a scene in the Jeffrey Dahmer Files, for those that haven't seen it yet, by the way, watch it immediately because it's phenomenal, and the lead detective is my favorite character in documentary history. Mm-hmm. He is the best. Rest in peace. Dead. He's dead now. Already? Yeah. When did this doc come out? It came out in like 2011, but it just got released on Netflix like a month ago. Yeah. And then he died uh, less than, I think, a little bit before it was released on Netflix. So right as, right as all of us were just getting to know this wonderful detective with mm-hmm. his handlebar mustache. Wonderful mustache. Big frame and mm-hmm. jovial outlook on life. Six foot seven. I mean, he was depressed, a raging alcoholic. Who, uh, I mean, he was had about a horrible, to take his own life. Horrible life. Yeah. Dahmer strikes again. Mm-hmm. This is Dahmer's <laughs> last victim. No way, man. Dahmer was the high point of his life. It's true. That's the, the weird thing about yeah. this detective is he sort of has a bromance with Jeffrey Dahmer by the end of it and when the trial is all over he's like why didn't he eat me why wouldn't he yeah is my heart not good enough for him to consume uh when it was all done the trial was over he was like yeah it was an interesting time for me because I kind of shook his hand and then I went back to my apartment and of course my my ex-wife wasn't talking to me and my kids all hated me and I just sat there and I drank a lot of bottles of whiskey and uh, I didn't have a television or a phone hooked up at the time. It was my birthday uh, as well. I mean, I'm telling you, the story is just so sad. But the whole time he's just this like jovial, like just like, hey, how you doing type of guy. Just a nice Wisconsin man, a good Wisconsin accent. Anyway, my friend Lacey ran a clothing store and there's a scene where Jeffrey Dahmer goes and steals a mannequin from the clothing store. And this is my only complaint with the movie. I'm not sure if that's factually accurate. I never heard of Dahmer having a, uh, a mannequin in his uh, in his apartment whatsoever. I think he had one when he was younger. When he was a kid, I think when he was in high school, he had a mannequin. But oh, so not, maybe that's what they were alluding to. I What's guess the so. purpose of the mannequin? In well, this? I mean, that's the thing. He never he, nothing. I mean, I guess he would probably have sex with it. I mean, not in this context. In the context of the evolution of his crimes, and a mannequin makes perfect sense because his end game in all of the killings was to make someone who would be there with him that would never leave, that he never had to talk to or interact with. Wait, so wait, he was. I thought he was just eating them, and that's <laughs> so he could make them permanent. But he was collecting pieces to make a hole. Well, no, not so. Not like what, there was a yeah. movie like that what yeah. was the name of the movie with the silence girl of may the lamps. silence of the lamps yes yeah. uh, the movie may though mm. she's a she was a a quiet young gal who was a, quite an introvert and she would befriend people cut them up into little pieces and stitch them together yeah. to try to make the perfect friend well Dahmer's thing i mean what he tried what he was trying near the end was he was drilling holes in a dude's heads and then putting acid in the brains right. to try to make love zombie slaves and they found out when they interviewed the coroner that the people were still alive because there was a bunch of uh you know um what do they call it hemorrhages yeah a bunch of hemorrhages in the brain so the blood had been flowing you know throughout the uh throughout the entire experience there and that obviously it only flows when the heart's still beating so um basically Dahmer is being interviewed by this guy i love the Dahmer files yeah Dahmer's being interviewed by the lead detective for like i mean it was hours like 18 hours uh it was an all-day thing it was an all-day because day they th- were going through his apartment uh the whole time and this detective had to keep Dahmer talking the right. whole time why and what what's because going on? They, because the, i mean they wanted to get the information they just wanted him to yeah. confess to everything the 17 murders and he definitely did mm. he confessed 
in such graphic detail that the detective at first uh, thought he was just joking, thought he was just making it up. He's like, okay, let's just get to the head in the fridge. Let's mm-hmm. get to the head in the fridge. And then he got a phone call about two and a half hours into the interview, into the interrogation, and they're like, yeah, we got a pot full of dicks. <laughs> we just have a bunch of scrotum and cocks and uh, a couple other heads. And, uh, yeah, it turns out that uh, that big freezer there uh, in the uh, in the living room wasn't full of tombstone pizzas. No, nope, those are that's more hands and more feet and things like that. So he's like... Okay, Jeffrey, let's start again from the top. And then he started taking notes after he realized like Dahmer was dead serious. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, yeah, the Dahmer files ah. are amazing. Yeah, and if you want, like, some I just true... put it on my queue. Oh. I should have, I should have just gone right for just it. Go oh right yeah, for it. it's streaming. I had to finish out uh, Frasier, you know. Oh yeah, I know. It's always a battle between the Dahmer files or Frasier. Anyway, <laughs> season nine, I'm almost there. Yeah, and if you want to go pure, unadulterated Dahmer, go watch the Stone Phillips interviews with Dahmer and his dad. Oh, also like Netflix. Uh, no, that's no. YouTube. Yeah, you can get that okay. on YouTube. All right, all right. It's the best. Anyway, there's a bunch of horrific news as well today. Oh, yeah. Do we want to do Miley Cyrus first, or do we want to go with the uh, the Japanese creating Godzilla? I think we want to go with the Japanese creating Godzilla. I want to talk about that now, too. Now I'm in a horror mood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, let's get... Yeah, let's get the lead on this. But in two years, Japan. California is fucked. That's the yep. overall story. Earlier this month, at a symposium on the Fukushima nuclear disaster held at the Tokyo International Forum, an unlikely cast gathered to vent fears now gaining traction in Japan. The panel let's included... Let's go through into the, the... Before we get to the panel, yeah. the Fukushima disaster, this occurred yeah. after the, the, the uh, hurricane? Earthquake. The earthquake in 2011. Japan. 2011. 2011, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the panel included a bank president, mm-hmm. an investigative journalist. This is all making sense so far. Right, sure. A world, people, yeah. A world-renowned symphony conductor. All oh, right, kind of losing me with that one. A teenage pop star. All right. And the mayor of a radioactive ghost town. I love this hodgepodge of minds. They got together to solve the <laughs> most... Uh, the most critical problem in the world right now, Wait, the nuclear spill in Japan. Are yeah. the ghosts radioactive or... <laughs> Is the town a ghost town? I don't know. What's scarier? We need to get Scooby-Doo in the gang to go down to Japan and figure out the situation. I'm just planning my vacation. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, immediately, Micah, if you and I ever end up getting married with one another, we will go on a vacation, a wonderful honeymoon to the ghost town in Japan. That is a perfect fucking place. <laughs> For love to reign. There are so many scary guy. things about what you just said. Oh, yeah, awful. I'm not sure what was the most terrifying. So if you're the mayor of a ghost town in Japan, what do you do? What's your job? I mean, do you just sweep up dead bodies or do you, what do you do? I mean, it's. I think it's a ghost town now that mm-hmm. it has become radioactive. I don't think it was a ghost town before. I don't think it was radioactive and then a ghost town. I think okay. it was, well... It might. It's tough to say. It's really tough to the say. The only thing There's we can be sure of is TLC has a brand new reality That's show right. coming out. Japanese ghost town mayor. <laughs> I love this. So, what did the pop star recommend to solve the twerking? To solve the nuclear disaster? Like, I'll twerk. Well, I'm going to do a live aid benefit. I'm going to twerk all over that stage like Miley Cyrus at the VMAs. Well, the Motley Crew agreed on one thing. Wait, the- Motley Crew is there? <laughs> Motley Crew, Nikki Six in the gang. Barry in the lead, aren't you? <laughs> they decided. They decided on one thing that the damage being caused by the crippled number one nuclear plant is far worse than government officials cared to acknowledge. I think just 
just weeks after the Tokyo Electric Power Company admitted that 300 tons of radioactive water has, has been linking from the crippled nuclear plant to the Pacific Ocean each day. 300 tons of nuclear water each day going into the Pacific. Each day. The wow. utility and is that doesn't sound like a lot. <laughs> right. And now you're thinking, oh, that's just a small, minor nuclear disaster. But when you add it up over the months... The utility is saying that as many as that as many tons of highly toxic water have seeped out of a large storage tank without identifying the source. After months of oh denials, Japan is about to designate the leak as a serious incident. It is the gravest. There, there, they haven't called it serious they have not yet. Not called it a serious incident. Yet. Not no. yet. Okay. No. The Japanese are very understated people. I guess so. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what is serious if this isn't serious? Yep. And uh, nothing. And a uh, top Japanese official ominously told reporters that, quote, more surveillance won't be enough to keep the accidents from happening. So it's it's just going to continue on going forever. So they're saying that this is just the way it is now. And there's nothing they can do. So they got this hodgepodge of people, this sort of bizarre, perverted Captain Planet-like group of folks in there to try to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Did they come up with any ideas, anything, like put a plug in it, (laughs) something like that? No. Get some Wonder Bread. Have it soak up all the nuclear water. I mean, why didn't they do what the Russians do? They take the container that's leaking, they put it in a bigger container. When that leaks bigger container, like the Russian stacking dolls. Indeed. That's a brilliant idea. I love it. Eventually, it will span the entire globe. Right? Yeah. The mayor of Chernobyl and the mayor of this guy with the ghost town, they need to get together and have a summit. Yep, there's two ghost town mayors in world's history. In the world's history, yep, they uh, have absolutely no idea what to do now. And what does this mean for the United yeah, States? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's bring it back to America because right da-da, now, da-da, yeah, da-da, like, oh, fuck the Japanese. They're, they're all going to die over there, but we're going to be fine. But uh, that might not be the case. An ocean current called the Northwest Pacific Gyre is bringing ah, Japanese. Northwest. That's the name of. Uh, Kanye's baby. Anyway, is uh, is bringing Japanese radiation to the we- radiation to the west coast of North America. While many people assume that the ocean will dilute the Fukushima radiation, mm-hmm. a previously secret 1955 U.S. government report concluded that the ocean may not adequately dilute radiation from nuclear accidents, and there could be pockets and streams of highly concentrated radiation reaching the west coast and Hawaii. This is going to hurt a lot of people on that sushi diet. No more eating the tuna from the ocean. There's Are no you way. kidding me? Do you know how much weight you can lose with cancer? <laughs> That's a good point. The cancer diet. They're yeah. like, this is working so much better than I'm losing. I I'm losing all my teeth. But if you think about teeth as weight, right. I'm losing like a half ounce a day. Plus, I can't eat without teeth. Am I right? There we go. That's perfect. It all comes together. And after the radiation reaches the West Coast, it could end up being up to 10 times higher than the radiation currently in Japan. What the fuck does that Happen. It gets stronger <laughs> as it moves. It's radioactive radioactivity. It gets wow. bigger. Yep. That's how is that possible? Is it mixing with water makes it more radioactive? I have no idea. That's it's, insane. I'm I thought looking, water was used to cool the radioactivity. Sure. I'm looking at it's all very sciencey. Right, science. Um, this Let's is, bring a pop star in. <laughs> right, we to need to figure, figure it out. This. It says, after 10 years, the concentrations become nearly homogenous over the whole Pacific with higher values in the east, blah, 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 with caution, various ideolations, dilution, uh, 10 BQM minus 3. There we go. Boom. Yeah, Yeah. I know what he's talking about, and I'm sure the listeners at home do as well. The subsequent pace of dilution is strongly reduced owing to the eastward advection of the main tracer cloud towards the much less energetic areas of the central and eastern. Uh, Could you repeat that? I was drawing boxes on my notebook. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have no idea. Okay, you know what? I've got I've got something that everyone can uh if you go to uh if you just 
Google West Coast of North America to be hit hard by Fukushima uh-huh. radiation. You can see this great graphic that they've got going over here, a nice little animated GIF that shows you exactly how the radiation from Japan is going to move over to the West Coast of the United States. It's going to start hitting us in about two years mm-hmm. uh, with it moving all the way down the West Coast, down to the Baja Peninsula over uh, the next year and a half, and then finally settling over Hawaii in year four. Uh, so this it's going to be a good time, man. This is going to be bad for us. This is going to be very, very bad. Bunch no, of fish growing feet. It's the fish that are bringing the radiation over, or just the water in general? It's the water. It's super contaminated. Okay. Right. So, um, what? We die? Yeah, yeah, I think we all okay. die. We That's die. what happens. I mean, you that, go surfing, and then you become, you know, part of the ocean forever. Yeah, we die. So, yeah. so the big one is not, in fact... The the earthquake that's going to drop LA into the water. It's no. It's that everyone will just leave. Yeah. Or die. Cancer. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it'll huh. be a good time to buy a house. A good time to buy a house in uh, California in two years from now. I mean, it doesn't. Everybody's ex- dying. It doesn't say exactly how strong it's going to be or what the actual you know ramifications of this might be. But this is a very, very, very big problem that nobody's. I feel like you can't talk about it because, yeah, there's nothing to do about it. So it's just sort of like this horrific incident slowly making its way over to California, over to America, over to the West Coast. And then it's just going to ruin Hawaii. Uh, the whole thing is going to be a nightmare. You know, but it I'm does settle for the that... future of the world. I, I don't like swimming in the ocean anyway. Oceans terrify me. Oh, me too. I hate the ocean. Jelly. I got stung by one jellyfish one time. I'm never Ugh. going back. Ugh. It's enough. Yeah, now these jellyfish, though, you said they're going to grow legs. They're coming out. They're huge. Yeah, they're, they're coming be monsters. out on the beach. What you were afraid of, you could avoid. Now they're going right. to crawl out Godzilla style. That's true. And the attack. Ma- the Montauk monster has nothing on the creatures that are going to be created by this goddamn nuclear uh, disaster situation making its way over here. I do. I'm, I am a little bit happy that it's all going to take place in California. Yeah. Like when the fish start to revolt because we've been, you know, eating them for so long and they finally get the brains and the legs and the arms to come up here and really punch us in our faces. I am kind of happy to see a bunch of models and porn stars running away from them. Yeah, it really settles that whole East Coast, West Coast rap. Finally, the yeah. feud can end. Feud. Finally, the feud can end. And large parts of Japan are going to become uninhabitable within the next couple of years. That's yeah, fair. Why is anybody That's still fair. there? Yeah, I, I, I mean, you got to get out. You're making Godzilla. Yeah, you know, absolutely. What do you mean, are. large parts? Japan is tiny. Yeah, it's why? a tiny. T- I mean, right. large parts of a tiny space. Right. So who's so, sticking around on the small parts of a small space? The, the few mayors of the few ghost towns that will be left. You know, someone's got to know what they do. The mayor samurais. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the mayor samurais will always be there. So, so we're that planning is happening. to go to Mars, and but not California. We're have to Don't soon. go there. No. Yeah. Definitely not California. Mars is a much safer bet. Much, much safer bet to go to Mars than California in two years. I love it. So get your surfing in now. If you like yeah. if you like those ocean waves, do it now. And go to Hawaii now. Well, you still can. Yeah. Because that's oh, going to be a real God. nightmare soon. It's going to settle. It. That's right. It's going to settle um, not quite on top of uh, Hawaii, but mm, I mean, is near. Hawaii preparing for this? I mean, look. It, is there? You can look. All right. Watch. Oh, oh yeah, you can just watch it. Oh, oh, God! <laughs> no, wait, I mean, it's straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah, Google, Google the, plot, the thing that I told you to Google, and wait. you can watch what Mike is watching it's right now. It's slowly coming. Is, then, it comes, but then it kind of disappears, so maybe over time it will disappear. And then it com- I mean, if you look, this is over, yeah, five years or so. <gasps> so the damage will be done, and then it will settle yeah. right in between Hawaii and... Uh, in California. And you know those what? fish are really going to get it. The those, fish that I it mean, just like hangs out I mean, and chills with. That's going to be fun. We're talking about a dead zone that's you, you know, know millions of square miles. But maybe oh, yeah. those fish we can use to like power our iPhones when we walk around. <laughs> yeah, can you just plug <laughs> you it know? into the fish then? <laughs> that could right. work. Uh, plug your iPhone into that sushi you just bought. What about 
about the possibility of, of this? What I, like I thought that there are like these air pockets underneath the water, like these volcanoes that sort mm-hmm. of like circulate the water and clean it out because they're sulfuric. Is right. that can we can the Earth rectify itself in that way? I mean, I'm not a scientist. I can't tell. Yeah. Again, I mean, oh, we're mo- mostly dick jokes kind of guys. You <laughs> yeah. know? Where is Motley Crue? <laughs> we need Motley Crue in here. Maybe get poison around um, something like that. Well, I, apropos. I mean, I think oh, that's yeah. well, that's what they were counting on. It says the ocean. They were counting on the ocean to dilute this radiation yeah. uh, and it's just not going to happen. So this I mean, it makes the BP BP oil spill like if someone just took a dump in the ocean, like just took a big shit. Like that's what the BP oil spill is compared yeah. to this. Well, the BP oil spill, you can see that. Right. Like you can look at a huge oil spill. You can look at ducks covered in oil. But this right. you can't. It's they had radiation. the day by day cam. It's invisible. Yeah. That's amazing. It's gonna be it's gonna be terrifying. Yeah, don't move to LA anytime soon. Don't move to LA. Gonna have to move. So does that mean all these assholes are gonna come here? Yes. I guess so. They're gonna take Probably. all of our work. Yeah. God yeah. Damn Not it. good. Not good at all. Yeah. That's so funny. All or they those die. comics who think they're such hot shit for moving to LA just yep. coming right. Good back. job, guys. Welcome back, <laughs> idiot. How was the nuclear water? How's your tumor, fuckhead? Mm, yes. Mm. I hear there's good comedy in Tokyo. <laughs> Check it out. A great scene. All right. Well, let's speaking of New York, let's come back to New York City, the East Coast. Of course, Brooklyn, uh, they had the great honor at the Barclays Center of hosting the VMAs and one Miley Cyrus. We don't usually talk about the pop stars uh, or celebrities in general on this program, but Miley sort of she's gotten a political response from her uh, from her uh, performance there at the VMAs with what was the name of the fella there? More uh, like Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. Horror performance. <laughs> now that's that slut shaming according uh, according to Jezebel. Yes. People are very upset with yeah. anyone who has a problem. Mostly the the Will Smith family. Yeah, the Smith family did not enjoy her performance whatsoever. They're saying that uh, people are slut shaming Miley, and uh, and that's not right. But what do you think? I mean, I actually thought the performance was uh, engaging, energetic. And I thought it was powerful. <laughs> And I thought, at the very least, I was not bored. I wasn't bored. She was trying to put on a show. Can you not put on a show anymore? I don't All know. she was as trying a, to do was get people to enjoy herself or as, her. You know, as a furry, I was really excited <laughs> that she, you know, she sort of debunked like this fetish. You know, it's right. not something that we should hide, but it's something you know we should embrace. You know, yeah. people want to dress up like giant animals and have sex. You know. I'm all for it. Why is that so bad? Why is that (laughs) so racist? Well, that's the thing. People are calling her racist as well because she said on her last album she wanted to black it up, apparently. But she did not mean jazz. Did not mean jazz. No. (laughs) No. No, the new new meaning of it. And then she had a bunch of black uh, uh, background dancers and things like that. And people are like, they're just... It's like she just gave them jobs. Exactly. I'm just so upset. <laughs> Saying that they're ex- she's accessorizing with black people. Well, right. you know, there is something to be said for the fact, why did she only choose black people? Why did they, she were is we not so seeing their white. faces? Yeah. She is you know? so white, she could only choose black people, you know? Oh, just it's just com- relative. The, yeah. colors, the color skew. Yeah, exactly. You know, some of them were just people with tans, but compared to her. It, she is a very, very white lady. Very pale. Wow, and I being black why. is very, very cool, you know? Yeah. It's a very good thing to be, especially... Uh, you know, in the music world, and uh, for your MTV audience, you know, mm-hmm. I just work. I, I wrote for the show Charlemagne the God. It's an all black show for the most part, and uh, yeah, I'm not nearly as cool as he is. I agree with MTV. No one wants to see uh, you know big, fat, tall, redheaded Ben Kissel in a flannel talking about uh, 
Travis Tritt's new album. I mean, you could you could bring black people <laughs> you know? on the stage by giving them awards. You could. MTV did not go that direction. No. No, they did uh, not. That was the other uh, allegation of racism was that Macklemore won the best rap video. You know, it's just so sad. Ma- I never, I don't know a goddamn song of Macklemore's. Yes, He's, you do. No, I yeah. don't. I mean, okay, which, what, what is it? You probably heard it. It's, uh, it's a song about accepting gay just marriage. Just go for it. Oh, oh no, it's no. a song about accepting gay marriage? But there's also the tag popping song. Oh, is there two songs? I want to pop some tags. Got us $20. In my pocket, you've heard it. I never. I swear to God, I'm happy that it happened because I don't know what popping a tag is. Thrift Uh, shop. It's called thrift shop. Yeah. Oh, thrift. I have heard it. Yeah. There we go. Of course. I'm cool. I'm hip. Yeah. You know, I know. I know things. And uh, yeah, he's. I'm telling. I hope my little brother goes over to California just as this goddamn nuclear tide comes in. (laughs) I'm saying, Michael, go take a swim. (laughs) I'm upset with him trying to break into my acting game. Anyway, continue on. I just had a thought. Well, Man, I just went to California. It, it, does this look like a third arm to you? Yeah, it does. You got one now because he went swimming in the ocean. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm over a third it. He <laughs> will once he goes swimming in the ocean. He has a once the nuke, once the Gives nuclear. Great hugs, that kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Even better than normal retards. Yeah, Marcus, <laughs> take it easy. That's rude. That's rude. Anyway, back to Macklemore. Let's get back to the real news here. What were you going to say about Macklemore? I know Thrift Shop, very successful song. Oh, no. Okay, so he is the white guy who won for best rap, and he right. won for a song about gay people, and he's not gay. Right, okay. Okay, so what's more offensive? Because some people are saying it's racist that a white guy could win the hip-hop award at all. Or is it, uh, is it more uh, homophobic that a straight... This is some, some of the arguments. Yeah. Well, but or a straight right. man saying a song about you know being pro-gay. I mean, do you think there's some you know homophobia going on there? It's, it's not just that Macklemore won that one award. It's that... All the white people won all the awards for music that was originated by the black culture. And so it's sort of oh, okay. co-opted and it's been put through a white filter where it's yeah. like, oh, it's not good until a white person has now done it. And it's sort of cute. But like white people are not taking on these other black issues like, um, you know. That- well, Micah, I think you're failing to remember the 2003 African-American grunge movement uh, <laughs> when they just straight up took that Seattle scene. <laughs> I remember that. Um, it was I, brief. I mean, I, what I, my, my, I mean, my biggest uh, question about it is that, like, since when do the VMAs matter? Like, I mean, who oh, do, I, they're like, very who important. Do, well, who do they matter to? Like, who well, is, young, young. Who is this important took, to? Since trolls took over oh all of God. media, that's yeah. when exactly. the VMAs matter. Yeah. yeah. So Macklemore sang a pro-gay song uh, in a. Uh, in a black genre of music. But meanwhile, and he he's won like, the award for it. But like, he's a straight be, white guy. Yeah, he's like, let me be clear. I'm definitely not gay. No, right. He basically like, like, no this. homo. No, <laughs> no homo. Yeah, saying the no homo, yeah. And then, uh, and then, like, meanwhile, he hasn't done anything else for gay culture. All the money that he made off of that song, which was a shit ton, hasn't gone to any gay like right, rights right. act, you know, situation. Mm. So he's not really helping them. He's sure. helping himself on the heels of their cause. Oh, it's a classic liberal move. Cause. That's what that's what all the uh, that's what all liberals do. It's a classic you know? capitalist move, man. That guy's yeah. smart. He saw a cause. He saw a way to make money off of it. He yeah, fucking he's, went for he's it. He's not stealing black culture. Capitalism is white, white, white. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is the whitest thing there is. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it's, good. 
I didn't it's get a chance making, to watch it. It's all about this. making money. These guys know how to make money. They, I mean, the the people that are, you know, the up highs, they know that they can't sell. The up sell. highs? The up highs. The oh, people, yeah. the fucking record executives, they know mm-hmm. that they can't sell as many records using a black artist doing black songs, and they can. White artists I don't using know white songs. Oh, yeah, up Yeah, <laughs> we're doing good. We just really don't know if that's the case we're, anymore. We're not, like, no, we're, no, I mean, we're doing good is not the case anymore, at least not yeah, for too much longer. But to Macklemore's credit, I did read an interview that he gave, I believe it was to Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, and they are definitely still being read. Oh, they're relevant. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're so desperate they have to put a bomber on the cover to have anyone buy the goddamn issue. Do you remember that when the Boston bomber was on the cover of the uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rolling Stone? Oh, yeah. He was hot. He was hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the irony was that when the cop released the other two photos to make him look like a normal person, to make him look like the asshole that he obviously is, even, he looked actually better because he was harder. covered in blood. Oh, and yeah. with his six-pack abs, he looked like a... Action he was star a straight, dreamboat. Yeah, he was a straight action star dreamboat. But Macklemore, uh, he did say that he's, uh, you know, he he understands the very least. He acknowledged the fact that he wouldn't be doing nearly as well had he be, uh, you know, if he was black or if he was gay, probably either. So at least he knows it. He I said guess. that in Rolling Stone. Yeah, he did. He gave an interview about it. You can Google it. Marcus, you have the power to Google I it. You have the power. You have to a Google. full computer in front of you. It might not have been Rolling Stone. But. How did he say that? Did he? Did he? Marcus can get the exact yeah. quote. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's just like I understand that I am only you know making this much money and you know this I have this much success because I'm a. By the way, well, it's, it's not, two it's, guys. Macklemore is a group. Oh, Macklemore is a group. It's Ben Haggerty and Ryan Lewis. Oh yeah, Ben Haggerty doesn't make it. <laughs> ben Haggerty sounds like he's making moonshine somewhere. The Haggerty Brothers. Yeah. He says, uh, we made a great album, but I do think we have benefited from being white and the media grabbing onto something. A song like Thrift Shop was safe enough for the kids. It was like, this is music that my mom likes and that I can like as a teenager. And even though I'm cussing my ass off in that song, the fact that I'm a white guy, parents feel safe. They let their six-year-olds listen to it. I mean, it's just it's Bad different. And, what, and would that success have been the same if I would have been a black dude? I think the answer is no. So he does admit to it. You know. Maya culpa Macklemore. May, that's a that's a great Macla name. Cop- I'll get. It. I'll work on it. Yeah, I think it was powerful though. <laughs> Thank you. So at the very least, there's some there's some self awareness. He understands that he got. Yeah. I mean, he's just rich. He's extremely Macla attractive. Culpa. Macla Culpa. Uh, Macla. That's Mike pretty, Fox, that's you're the goddamn good. best. Check out Micah Fox and Friends. She's got a couple. I like Macklemore. Now I like him. You know, good for him. He's living the dream. I wish I was hot. You know, I wish I had a six pack ab. It's not okay. It, no, he can't it's, just be like, oh, I, yeah, I would have. You can't just admit it. He has to help the people. Well, no, I mean. You know, like, where, where's the fucking conscience, really? He's like, oh, you know, he doesn't sorry. have one. All right. Okay. He doesn't have one. He's doing help. a bunch of drugs, banging every girl he wants to bang. He's a pop star. He's a pop star, yeah. yeah. They're I mean, not supposed. I mean, yeah, they're not, know, so, this they're isn't not Japan. Smart. He's not supposed to solve our biggest national crisis. <laughs> You know, yeah. we're not yeah. we're not calling him on him uh, calling on him for Syria. Yeah, they're not smart people. I mean, these guys don't make their own decisions. They have people telling them what to do. They have herders that tell them to go there, do this. Ben like, Haggerty. They're not in control of their lives. Which is what I think. Like the biggest thing about Miley Cyrus is she's twenty. You think she made any of those decisions? Yeah. Well, apparently, Robin Thicke was. He was a little bit upset with her performance. He didn't expect her to be so saucy and upstage him so much, but that's on you, Thick. You gotta get in the game. You see what she's doing, you gotta step up your game. Uh. It's a competition. I love Miley Cyrus. I love her. I thought it was great. And I love all those fucking Hollywood liberal motherfuckers who were just like, I thought it was offensive. I thought it was too it was too sexual. So fuck you. Nah. You know, it's good. Who cares? She's twenty years old, she's hot, she's shaking her ass. I was getting rock hard. I watched that thing on YouTube and I was like, is this on you porn? I was like, I was about to jack off right then. I loved it. 
What stopped you? What stopped you? Was it Beetlejuice in the background? No, Robin Thicke's goddamn <laughs> terrible voice. Was it when Two Chains came in? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's when I started beating off. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, chains. two chains. By the way, little do you know, I learned this when I was working on uh, Charlemagne the God show. He's a genius. He got a 4.0 at uh, university, and he's like extremely intelligent. He yeah. loves yeah, some, original oh. name Titty Boy. Titty Boy was his original name as well. Titty, why? Because he liked them, or because he had them? I think it might be because he had them. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, that could be the name for Kevin Barnett because Kevin Barnett. Has titties. God, he has such big birds. But That's he Kevin is Barnett not the a round table. genius. Kevin is a genius. No, Kevin is very, very smart. No, he's very smart. That's one of my favorite stories about Kevin Barnett. Is uh, By the way, I think uh, uh, I want to give a shout out to Mike Racine, a uh, long staple of the round table of gentlemen. He actually wrote for the VMAs this year. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, did. he was great. And uh, Kevin was at the uh, at the awards. We know so many people that went to the goddamn VMAs. Yeah, Jermaine Fowler made a fool of himself Chris on the Christa red Stefano, carpet. Like all, uh, all our successful friends. Yeah. You know, they're doing good. They're doing yeah. good. Well, I was uh, sitting in my apartment watching Breaking Bad about half a mile away from there. I would have actually rather be with you than go to the VMAs. I don't know it what was, you do with the VMAs. It was a pretty good episode. I'm sure it was amazing. Anyway, Kevin- It's called Instagram. That's what you do with the VMAs. Yeah. Put a filter on it. Put a filter on fucking Miley Cyrus twerking. Oh, I love her. I think she's great. She's making a comeback. Oh, yeah. She's back in a big way. Kevin Barnett was telling me how he's going to have breast reduction surgery. What? They can't be that and big. They're huge. They're pretty big. And I'm going to get a tummy tuck because I got a bad tummy. Yeah. And uh, Kevin was really pouring his heart out to me. And then Jermaine Fowler just came up to him. And he, what Jermaine had not been listening to our conversation. He just came up to him and just uh, said, Titty! And he grabbed his breast. <laughs> and that just made me so happy. And I was like, Kevin, I understand I understand your plight. You know? Mm-hmm. Apparently Eric Andre ha- also has titties. But Eric Andre grew up against uh, with a bunch of white people. And Kevin actually grew up with black people. And black people are very mean to each other. <laughs> So he's got a complex about his titties. Anyway, Kevin's probably going to be very upset if he ever hears that I just told that story. So probably. we'll keep that. We'll keep we told that. that on Roundtable, though. I was going to say, yeah. I've heard that story every time I've spent time with you, Ben. Oh, okay. It's my favorite story. <laughs> titties. <laughs> titties. Anyway, so that's the controversy with the VMAs and Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke. And, uh, but Robin Thicke, he made that song with Pharrell and somebody else. Either way. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's good, right? What, his song? Yeah. It's a fucking hot song. What are you going to do? I did, a, I did a goddamn panel on current TV, um, soon to be Al Jazeera. It was on John Fugel's thing show. And there was a blogger. Do you know what this girl named Julie Klausner? Sure. She's got red hair. Mm-hmm. And holy Lord, did she think Blurred Lines was the worst thing to happen to women since the pad. I mean, well, that's she how just you get on TV as a woman. No, you have to hate yeah. sexualizing women. Sure. Strong opinions will get you everywhere. God damn. It was supposed to be a comedy. It's a racket, pa- Ben. It was supposed to be a comedy panel. She didn't say a fucking funny thing the entire damn time. She was just very. She was very upset. Mm. She this is. The, she thought this was like. It was like uh, it was like he was stoning a goddamn woman for voting in the music video. The way she was reacting. <laughs> I never. I never saw anything like it. But yeah, a lot of women were very upset about the the hottest hit of the summer. Yeah. Blurred lines. You it's know a that, very catchy song. It's a catchy song. It's a fine song. You know, there's also an alternate uh, version of the video where all the women are naked. That's great. Yeah. Nudity is good. Well, here's Women being song... naked is wonderful. Mike, I'm sorry. Go yeah, on. the song isn't offensive because it's so clear that Robin Thicke is homosexual. And right. So, <laughs> and so you're just like, aw, isn't that, aw, you know, like, look at him. Right. You know, let's all humor him. And yes, good song, homo, and yeah. nice work. Good song, homo. That's a nice <laughs> That's thing That's the say. alternate I mean, title. were you offended? Did you watch that video and you're like, this is, I, I feel like I'm really getting set back here. What was Hillary Clinton's not going to win in 2016 because of this video. Well, you know, he um, he said that the joke of the video was that it was misogynistic. I'm like, as a white man, you don't get to make that joke. Okay. When you, especially when oh, you- Oh, as a black man, you can, though. No, 
no, no. As a Asian as an Asian, I'll give, you know what? As an Asian man, you can. Asian men are the only men that are allowed to be extremely misogynistic because man, they, they get lizards. treated. They get treated. They get treated so poorly by the fucking women. The Asian stereotype is sad. Yeah, it really is. And it's not true. I had an Asian buddy uh, growing up who had a huge dick. That's a lie. I wish that wasn't a lie. I wish I could actually say that. Anytime I see like an Asian guy in Williamsburg with an Asian woman and they're dating, I just think, good for you, man. That's great. Like, it's tough to get an Asian woman. A, if you you didn't let a white you guy You set an alarm one. clock for one and a half years. <laughs> I'll see you then. It's tough. If, you, if you're an Asian dude in Williamsburg, it is, if, you, if you have an Asian fetish, if you're a dude with an Asian fetish, don't come to Williamsburg. Every guy and their fucking father has an Asian fetish man. in Williamsburg, it seems like. I mean, I don't understand the goddamn thing, but... Well, it's tough. That's where men go to feel more like men when they're not really one. You know, like <laughs> it's like I'm gonna grow a beard because that'll make me a man. I'm right, gonna have right. a smaller woman because you know, like who? Yeah. Only Asian women are impressed with what they're doing in Williamsburg. <laughs> the rest of us want a man who actually makes some fucking cash. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Now it comes out. Now all the truth <laughs> comes out. Jew, Micah Fox. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I've got a lot of money. Um... <laughs> Let's see here. Do we want to go to? Do we want to talk about Iraq? Do we want to talk about chemical weapons? We touched on it with Saman. Uh, obviously, in Syria, they're using chemical weapons, and the U.S. is appalled, and Obama's super upset. But evidently, the United States hasn't always been against such use of weapons. Yep. The U.S. government may be considering military action in response to chemical strikes near Damascus, but a generation ago, America's military and intelligence communities knew about and did nothing to stop a series of nerve gas attacks far more devastating than anything Syria has seen. In That's ni- right, the nerve gas attacks. Yep. In 1988, during the waning days of Iraq's war with Iran, the United States learned through satellite imagery that Iran was about to gain a major strategic advantage by exploding a hole in Iraqi defenses. U.S. intelligence officials conveyed the location of the Iranian troops to Iraq, fully aware that Hussein's military would attack with chemical weapons, including sarin, a lethal mm-hmm. nerve gas agent. And this is also the reason once he started using it on the Kuwaitis in 92 that we went in there. Mm-hmm. So wait. Oh, shit. So we're going to attack them for, for them attacking their own people. So In Syria, perhaps, nerve, maybe. Yeah. Nerve maybe. attacks on, on people is bad, but whatever we're going to use is fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it'll be great because it'll, be like, it'll be like a nicer death. Right. For the people. Okay. That is my or, one thing about everyone discussing chemical weapons is if it's somehow a different form of violence. I mean, it's a different form of violence, but it's certainly not a uh, it's really not a superior uh, form of violence. I mean, you could argue that getting blown up by a goddamn bomb is just as shitty as sucking down some, uh, you know, rice in and dying in 20 minutes as yeah. opposed to two. And there's also a lot of the, attack, not really tactical nukes, but some of the weapons that we used in uh, Fallujah have caused. Ex- uh, God bless you. <laughs> ah, that's good. Hey, good one. Sorry. Henny All right. Young. All right. Henny Everyone Youngman. gets one. Everyone gets one. I've had, I've had like eight already. Uh, I've like been, been causing extreme birth defects in the city uh, oh, yeah. that are still continuing to this day. Yeah, that's right. It's nothing new for us. God, Saddam must have just been really confused this entire time with the relationship between the United States and him. Oh, man. Like, we helped him out, then we invaded him, but we let him, you know, we let him have his land. We kind of left him alone after Kuwait, and then we just hung him. Yeah, he was been like, "What the fuck, guys? What do you want from me? What do you want me to do?" Uh, he was asking for it. He yeah, knew. He, he was knew. begging he for it. Listen, listen, you don't accept a drink from that skeezy guy at the end of the bar unless you're kind right. of okay with getting drinked. And we're the skeezy guy. Yeah, yeah the United States is the skeezy guy. And yeah. yeah, Saddam was just like, "Free dinner? I'll yeah. take it. I guess. Why not? It's tough being a lady." Yeah, he shouldn't have dressed like that. 
Yeah, he was asking for it, <laughs> having all that power, keeping a country at relative peace for all that time. Can't wear a beret. He was the beret is a bad choice. Yeah, you know, I think Saddam. Uh, I, I lo- love a beret. Yeah, you like a good beret on a man. Saddam yeah. is one of the better dressed dictators, though. You know, dicta- actually, I mean, Gaddafi was the greatest dressed dictator of all time. He also had an army of women, yeah. of Amazons, which is brilliant. I mean, if you like the flashy dress style. I so, like the flashy dress dictator. I like Saddam, man. He was classic. Militant. You know, yeah. But didn't uh, Hitler wear, like, uh, Tom Ford and shit? Like, he yeah, was, he wore Spanx as well. Nice. Little known fact about Hitler yeah, to keep Spanx. that stomach in. He was very self-conscious yeah. about his weight. I think it was, uh, was it Ralph Lauren? Yeah, that, it was Ralph Lauren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralph Lauren designed <laughs> Hitler wore... Uh, Ralph Lauren designed the Nazi uniforms. Really? Yeah. Isn't that something? You know, I and wondered... that's why I have a fetish for Nazis to this day. <laughs> and so, how does Ralph Lauren still exist? How does that company still exist? Why does Mercedes still exist? They why made does... all of the yeah. tanks and um, good cars. Hitler's car. Yeah, great car. Ralph right. Lauren, great apparel. You know, bad so. decisions sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. With the anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yes, Ford trucks still moving. Still moving America. So we were all about we were all about it. I think it also kind of helped that he was uh, using chemical weapons on Iranians. Yeah, like you know we're we're kind of for that. That's yeah. not a terrible thing for him uh, for him to be doing. And at the, the time, US the business. worldwide the worldwide media didn't exist at the time. No one right. no one really knew outside of you know Iran that he was using chemical weapons. But now right. of course everyone knows that uh, the Syrians used. You got to duck when the crazy clouds come. You know. That's what I would call it. It's the crazy, the, yeah, crazy clouds. Uh-oh, Saddam's sending over crazy clouds. Uh-oh, here Let's comes, get out of here. Here comes the mustard. Uh, oh, this idiot go. put it on L.A. It's already ruined, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. is going to look like oh, Syria, man. or it's going to look like Iran in 1988, and look what Syria looks like now. It's all happening. It's going to be amazing. when it, If it does happen, that it becomes uninhabitable, which it may not happen. It may not be right. that bad. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Yeah, if, but if it does happen that, you know, entire areas of the West Coast are uninhabitable, man, it's going to be just these crazy bum towns. Oh, yeah. Where just bums die. That's where bums Hang go out. to die. Yeah. It'll be like that. Uh, what, it's like uh, the Bloomberg uh, <laughs> administration. Yeah. Yeah. Except now we have some place to actually send them. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, what's, what's, uh, what was Rucker Howard's last movie? Was it Rucker Howard? Rucker. Rucker Howard. That movie, uh, Ho- Hobo Lander. Hobo. Uh, Hobo with a shotgun? Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah. LA is going to look just like that. It's going to be fucking brilliant. Blowing up school buses full of kids and things. It's going to be crazy. We got to go. I'm going to LA in two years. I just got to see the mayhem. I mean, this is the world that we'll thrive in. Yeah. Oh, you know? this is the world that we've been waiting for. It'll be just like what Detroit is now. You know, in Detroit, they have vigilante justice going on right now, Micah. You can, if somebody shoots you or somebody hurts, uh, you know, let's say your mother, you can just go and kill them. And, uh, no the one cops, knows? Well, I mean, the cops will show up, but there are very, very few cops. And they're like, so what happened? They're like, oh, yeah, he hit, he hit my mom. Uh, so I shot him in the face. They're like, all right. Yeah. That's fine. They have no, no, no oh one my God, no awesome. one cares. There's I know. no law. There are. There's no, it's like this bizarre mixture of like people, like organic hippie types going over there for uh, city farming, for urban farming, and then just like straight gangsters. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm going there. I'm there. I know. I'm going yeah. there. There's as many. Uh, how do you feel about dogs? You know, whatever. 50,000 straight whatever. dogs. <laughs> 50,000 stray <laughs> dogs roaming one. the streets of Detroit. Well, that's scary. Yeah, including yeah, swarms, some... including literally swarms of chihuahuas. We discussed it. Ed Larson was on the last show. We discussed it. There's a, a male woman who just... Uh, a shim. She, they she prefer refused. to be called shims. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
She refuses to deliver the mail anymore because she was attacked by like 30 chihuahuas. So yeah. can you just like go chihuahua hunting? That's cool. Well, right? that's what we were thinking. Yeah, I believe that you probably could. Much yeah. as like I they hate, do in New yeah. Orleans with the uh, with the marmots. Yeah, uh, a cull with, is what it's called. What's it called? A cull. A cull. We do the same thing back in Texas. If the deer population gets too large, you right. apply to the game warden for a cull license, which means you can go in and kill as many as you want. I mean, hell, we should use chemical weapons on the dogs in Detroit. Why the hell not? They'd be big. Mm. Wheezing and coughing all over town. Mm-hmm. And I've also found Perfect. out there is a mysterious, gigantic cat stalking the streets of Detroit now Holla as well. back! I'm there! That sounds what? awesome! A massive one, cat? Just one cat? Maybe it's like all the cats on top? Yeah. <laughs> is Alfred Hitchcock their mayor? <laughs> like, what's happening over there? The cat may be as large as 100 pounds. <gasps> no! Yeah. It's a, it is a domesticated, traditional no, American a cat? A Detroit resident, Cynthia Hogan, saw a feline about as big as her 85-pound Doberman Pinscher lying down in her neighbor's backyard. She no. said, it was a large cat. It didn't look like a bobcat. I was able to see if it had tufts on its ears, and it wasn't big like a cougar. It wasn't as meaty as a cougar. I have no idea what this was. Well, and this woman is a cat expert, by the way. Of she's course. The she's a lonely woman right. in Detroit. By and, definition, by default, she is. Uh, area <laughs> resident Antoine Asbury said, his tail is longer than my arm. He says, I don't Mr. Know. Asbury is never wrong. He says, I don't know what it is. I just want it gone. He's got a one-year-old daughter to think about. <laughs> then get out of Detroit, <laughs> numb nuts. <laughs> yeah, that should be the name. That should just be like, welcome to Detroit. Get out of Detroit, numb nuts. What the fuck are you doing here? That's yep. so great. So in Detroit, you have to be in fear that a 100-pound cat might eat your one-year-old daughter. Yeah, it is believed to be an, an escaped exotic pet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But Very since cool. there's, you know, entire there're entire like dozens of square miles in Detroit that are uninhabited, I mean, the, a large cat can make its living. You oh, guys, yeah. Detroit is the real life version of that Discovery Doc Life After Humans. Yeah, yeah. That? After Earth. Yeah. 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 It's like I watched it last night. I love that show. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so great to watch like all the concrete break apart with yeah. the grass and all the dogs take over and you can see it for real. <laughs> yeah, go down there. Oh, you! That's total, totally true. In Motor City. That's probably yeah. where they shot After Earth. I right. thought it was special effects and things like that. It was actually just downtown Detroit. Every apocalypse movie is done in Detroit. You might as well save th- money. Yeah. And you know what? L.A. isn't a good movie town anymore. In two years, it's all Detroit. Yep. Yeah. This is going to be great. I mean, really, life is just getting to where I can finally start living. Uh huh. No, you're going to do wonderful. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of wonderful, Micah Fox, you are wonderful. Oh, thank you. And thank you for being here. And you have a show on Friday at, I'm going to say it's 8 p.m. I'm just I'm spitballing uh, here. It's not. It's uh, Friday the 30th at Pyramid Club. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a big party. It's an anniversary party of the show. It's a big dance party. It starts at 10 p.m. What's My the name show, of the show? The show is called The Last Unicorn. Mm-hmm. And uh, within that, there are going to be amazing performances, live rapping, and there's some crazy voodoo thing. And also my show, which is a 10-minute talk show. We're doing an entire late-night talk show in only 10 minutes. I got three guests, musical guests, a band, and a co-host. Will Robin Thick be performing? Yes. Will there, will twerking be going on? Definitely. Yeah. I can't well, wait. you I'll have black people. Uh, I cannot guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's only $3 if you say Last Unicorn at the door. It's at Pyramid Club on Avenue A and 6th Street, and I'd love to see you come out. It's going to be a big deal. Cool. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll go to that show, and then you can see Micah Fox in person, and she's a beautiful girl. And she's also a woman. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.